We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who isn't sure if she wants to date a dad. But, spoiler, she's already dating one. But before we begin, (laughs) we want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Uh, No, we're not. Uh, We are not (laughs) trained in any of this. We are not professionals. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life. We are only here to offer our humble musings, our mediocre jokes, to hopefully (laughs) shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. At first, I was like, it sounds like, you know, we're going to clarify it when you read the letter. But at first, it sounds like maybe it's like her friend's dad or something. Ooh. <laughs> but like, no, this person is a father. Is a, yes, a parent of a child who is yeah. like age appropriate <laughs> and like all of that good stuff. OK. And what is. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask that question. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't I don't know why my brain went there. <laughs> all Just right. So this save me. <laughs> This letter comes from Confused Girl, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from the void. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I love the show and it's helped me through some hard times. You are awesome. But now I found myself in a relationship I don't really know what to do with. I've never been interested in dating someone with kids, though I never had a specific reason. It just didn't appeal to me and seemed too complicated. So it was always a hard pass. But about 10 months ago, I, female, 29, met my current boyfriend, male, 34, at a party, and one night turned into weeks of seeing each other, and I gradually decided to give the whole dating a dad thing a shot. 
He is honestly everything I've looked for in a person. I've kept a silly little list on my phone of all the things that I want in a partner, and he checks almost every box. I'd love to go into detail about how special he is, but you get it. The only problem is the fact that he has kids. In a lot of ways, this has been the perfect and only dating a parent situation I think I would go for. The things that most people warn about with dating people with kids aren't a concern for me. There's no bad blood with the kid's mom. I've never heard my partner say anything bad about her. They're just really different people that got pregnant and tried to make it work, but were ultimately unhappy together. The kids, two of them, nine and six, live kind of far away with their mom, stepdad, and half-sibling, and my partner visits with them about once a month and talks on the phone with them a few times a week. He's working on starting a new career so that he can live closer to them, but he also wants to let them have a mostly normal family life so the kids will probably never live with him. So he's as involved a dad as he can be, but since the kids live far away right now, he just has as much time for our relationship as anyone else would. I'm also totally supportive of him prioritizing his kids with time, attention, money, and whatever else. I even kind of like the idea that I'd always have built-in time to myself and my friendships while he spends time with his kids, and I like the idea of having more kids involved in my life. The problem is I've just never felt comfortable with the whole situation. When I try to dissect it, there's the feeling of jealousy that he's experienced the incredible and extremely intimate experience of pregnancy and having babies with someone else. I know that experiencing these things with me under more ideal circumstances would be just as special and novel, but it still really bothers me and makes me feel left behind. There's also some fear on the fact that we'll always have to live somewhat close to his other family, and they live in an area neither of us like at all. It really complicates and in some way narrows what our future can look like. But ultimately, I always come back to just feeling uncomfortable with the simple fact that he has kids. Sometimes I'll see a picture of him with them and see him write from dad on a postcard to them, and it's just like a huge weight will just hit me. I don't like that I feel so uncomfortable, and I've kept going in this relationship in the hopes that it's just a new concept to get used to. But it's been almost a year, and while sometimes I feel more accepting, other times I just feel as uncomfortable as the moment I learned that he was a dad. It bothers me that I can't pinpoint why I feel this way, or find another word besides uncomfortable. I also think I'd feel totally different if I didn't want kids of my own, or if there was only one child from his past relationship. Maybe I just don't like the idea that me and my future child would have to share their father with another family. Sometimes I find myself wishing that there was some other problem I could end things over so that I didn't have to make it all about the kids. The question is, is this the kind of thing that I can learn to accept and be glad for in my relationship? Or is this the kind of thing some people just can't handle? I don't want to commit myself to a future of perpetual jealousy and discomfort, even if he checks all of the boxes. Please help. All right, confused girl. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this question. Um, I'm super excited to dive into it. I actually have no clue what Sam's going to say, but I have some um, musings that I kind of want to like mull over with them um, and with our audience. And yeah, I mean... I think you have articulated this question really well, and you're obviously trying to be really, really thoughtful and and judicious about this. And I and I really do appreciate you saying things like, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't I, I can't even explain it more than discomfort. You know, um, I think you painted your your issue here really well. And 
one of the things I want to sort of unpack is is that discomfort because I think it's actually really common. There is a stigma around like dating people with children, but I think it's not actually about dating them dating them with children. It's the fact that they've had a relationship before that led to children. You know, I think it's about the discomfort that comes in a like a monogamous forward relationship escalator forward culture where the purpose of dating is to meet your special someone and make a family with them. You know, like that's kind of what we've been told. Um, And so it dating somebody who has kids from a prior relationship alters that narrative that we've been sort of that we've inherited from our culture. You know what I mean? And it challenges it in a big way. That's why you're feeling that discomfort. And to be honest, if I'm being totally truthful with myself, I think I would have to do very similar internal work if I had dated somebody with children prior to having my child, you know, prior to this relationship. I would have to do similar unpacking Um but I'm going to get into that and more, and I can't wait to hear Sam's opinion. But first, we just have to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone, welcome back. Um, and yeah, I think I agree with everything that you said. You know, I think that this, like, some of the hangups, and and I'm going to say this, confused girl, not in a way of, like, trying to make you feel bad about some of the some of the motivations behind this, right? Like, because uh, I think Sierra and I are also unpacking this in ourselves in real time <laughs> around this idea. But I, I do think that, like, this feeling around kids from previous relationships is about this like monogamy mindset that we have, right? It's about like the, <clears throat> the relationship escalator. I think it's also about this, like this obsession with the like nuclear family that we have in the United States specifically, right? Like the, our idea of what families should look like is two parents with children living on their own, Right. And maybe have family elsewhere, but like that's the core unit that we think of as being like the most or the primary. And I th I think that like, you know, you even said in your relationship or you even said in your letter, confused girl, right? Like, I just don't want my future child to have to share their dad with a different family. And I was really struck by that because I was thinking like, yeah, I get that. And also, right, like your future hypothetical future kid like those will be their half siblings, right? Like yeah. you actually, all of you will be part of the same family, right? It's not, it's not that they're sharing their dad with a different family. It's that like, actually this family has a different iteration than like we might demand or expect of ourselves, but is, is also beautiful. And like the scarcity that comes with this idea of like, people are only equipped or capable of being in nuclear families. And if anything else like is outside of that, then suddenly we're like taking away from what the nuclear family should look like is I think deeply ingrained in, in lots of us. Um, and it's also like really uh, silly. It's like the only word that I could think of of it. Like, it's so silly to think that your, your future, you know, this person couldn't, 
be abundant with all of the different members of the family. And like this, I think is like a, a really like American sort of way of thinking and being and like knowing that like outside of the United States and inside of the United States, like lots of folks have families across generations and across like siblings and across like blended families all the time. Um, <clears throat> but I think it is a sort of a product of this like fixation that we have on monogamy and like nuclear families as being tight, insulated units of people and the most important unit of people. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking while you're talking? It's not just monogamy. It's our weird puritanical culture in that like we really love things to be pure and our first and special and stuff like that. Um, I, pausing myself for one second, I want to say to our letter writer, everything I'm about to say, I would have to say to myself. So none of this is meant to shame you for having these feelings. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think they're all really, really, really reasonable. And you're doing an amazing job just questioning what are these feelings instead of saying, oh my God, I'm feeling a feeling and it must be real right? Our feelings aren't always pointing to some higher truth. A lot of times they're just pointing to some sort of discomfort that we need to become acquainted with, you know? Um, so what I was saying about like, like purity and ownership that comes with like monogamy, heavy culture comes with like marriage, heavy culture is like, I totally get why, I mean, we get letters about it, why people you know, might feel apprehensive dating somebody who's been divorced because they feel as though if they were to then move forward with that relationship and that person, they would get, you know, they would get engaged and they would get married. It wouldn't be as special because they had done it already is, is I think connected to this idea, you know? And I just want to say to you, that's really understandable that your fear is telling you that. And that's also not true. I know many people and I'm thinking of one like family member that I that I adore who recently, um, you know, over the last 10 years got a divorce and re started dating somebody else, recently got married. And the second time around was so much more special, was so much more <laughs> authentic, real, yeah. was so much more true to who this person is. And, and, and so far this relationship and their partner, I just like, I adore them and I see them really blossoming. And, and I just want to say that to say like, I too would probably feel a little insecure, I think is the word, that maybe it wouldn't be as special as the first time. But it it is totally possible that it is as special, if not better than the first time. And we have to work to sort of dismantle that expect that that expectation that we put on our partners, that we have to be their first and their best and their most special, because that just isn't. I understand where it comes from and I have, I know I have perpetrated that on my partners and on myself and it's just, that is not the path to the, to peak human connection and potential. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like what Sam is saying, like you, to think that your partner couldn't be a phenomenal parent to your child and his other children sort of limits him and limits you from this, this partnership that is so far, I think you've said it's been great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, for sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, you know, like most of the people that I've talked to who have had like multiple children, like lots of them have shared with me that after having their first, they were like nervous about the idea of having another because they were like, what if it makes, like, what if my heart's not big enough to fit two children in it? (laughs) Right. And, and what their experience, or at least what they've told me is that like, no, they're, they're absolutely capable of loving and finding special relationship with two different children or three different children or whatever it is, because like our hearts, we operate in this like monogamy centric thing where it's like our hearts are limited in how much we can actually hold for each other. And so we can only give it to a select few. And in actuality, like there's so much abundance in our capacity to love and care for each other. And, and that is true of parents and it will be true if you and this person decide to get together and get married and have kids, like his heart will grow because that's what our hearts are capable of, right? Like it will, it will create a very special space for any future child that he has. And it's already creating space, a very special space for you, even though he has this time and attention that he also needs to give to his kids. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying any of this is, easy to get over, but it is worth exploring because I think it is such a high standard that we put on our partners and our love stories for them to not have a history and come to us as a clean slate. You know, it is, it devalues the time that you actually have with them. If you're comparing it to this other time that isn't existing anymore. You know what I mean? And, and it's (laughs) also, you know, the thing I have to remind my like selfish Gemini ass is like, so what if it was special? Like, don't I want my wife, the love of my life to live like a blessed and joyful and special life? Do I want her to have just all shitty experiences up until I come into her life? You know, it's hard for me to like literally think about my spouse's exes like I am insecure and (laughs) chronically jealous and like have to put energy into not being those things and the biggest salve for that the biggest thing that soothes me is I look at my wonderful wonderful partner and think what do I wish for them what did what did I wish for them you know what do I wish for them retroactively did did I want them to suffer until they met me no, they, <laughs> my my wife had a big, full, happy and love filled life before she got with me. You know, it just so happened that our love was what worked, what stuck around, you know. And so thinking about your your wonderful partner, you know, again, all of these feelings are really reasonable. And if at the end of the day, you're like. This partnership doesn't feel right to me for whatever reason. That's okay. You know, not everybody's for us and we don't know the inner workings of your relationship or your mind. And also I think it's worth exploring um, and thinking about your partner that, you know what? His relationship to his children is a strength. His identity as a father is something to be celebrated and it's something that would even make him a better potential parent to you if and your children if you decided to move in that direction um again all of this is really reasonable 
makes a lot of sense. I don't want you to walk away from this episode feeling bad about yourself, but this is worth exploring, I think, um, because that discomfort is trying to tell you something, but it might not be trying to tell you something that you actually agree with. Yeah, no, I... I absolutely agree with that um, in that, like, I think, I think not just you, but I think it's up to all of us to challenge some of these like really ingrained notions around what families should look like and what families are the best families versus families that are like tarnished or like, you know, you know, like this idea that we have around some of this. But I also just want to say that, like, if this isn't stuff that you feel comfortable, capable, or willing to do, then, then it's okay to break up with this person, right? Like if this isn't something that you feel like you can take on in your personal life, like that's understandable. And I, and I, and I honestly would want you to create the space for him to find somebody who's going to be able to be in that relationship with him if you're not able to do it. Right. And I also want you to be able to find a relationship that's going to make you, uh, feel good and safe so that you can continue to do some of this work around unpacking some of the stuff that we've learned. Um, so I want to like, I want to say that that's absolutely on the table. And I also just want to say like all relationships will have discomfort in them right? Like no relationship is going to give you everything that you absolutely need. No person is going to come to you without, you know, baggage, without a slate that's been drawn on and erased and drawn on again, right? There's lots of different things in relationships that are going to inspire jealousy, that are going to inspire discomfort for us. And part of the work for ourselves is to dig into that discomfort, understand where it's coming from, figure out what we need to learn and unlearn and create space for ourselves in our own experiences to say, yes, this is a level of discomfort that might be teaching me something, but it's not something that's working for me. And again, those are all okay. I just don't want you to throw out what is maybe a beautiful and wonderful relationship with this person just because of feelings of jealousy or discomfort, which I think you're going to find in a relationship with any human who has a life before they met you, which is every human, unless they like come out of like a pod somewhere where they've been like incubating and have never had an experience, which would be a different letter. Um, and like a fun <laughs> doctor who episode, maybe. <laughs> On that note, we hope this helps. <laughs> we love you so much, and we know your heart is in the right place. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our content and want more of it, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to our office hours, which is a Zoom call that Sierra and I do where we open up the doors and let anyone come in and ask us questions and talk about fun things. Uh, they're always super fun and very fulfilling. Uh, <laughs> you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash just breakup pod you can slide into our dms send us your favorite relationship memes but most importantly you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com which is also where you can find our merchandise please remember to like follow subscribe give us a five-star rating and review this literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice just breakup is a production of duvid media 
original music recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember that discomfort is trying to tell you something. Uh, but it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to believe that information or if you want to challenge it. Uh, this is what the work really is about. Um, trying to form true autonomous decisions around feelings that come up. It's the work, but it's good work. And if all else fails, just break up.